Big Finish for the love of stories. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast, release date Sunday the 4th of February 2024. Morning. Good morning. That's relative. Relatively good or relatively morning? The former. As I'm not entirely sure the latter makes sense. All depends on where you are. Exactly. Morning here is evening somewhere else. Hello, you! I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs. This is Big Finish Audiobooks, Audio Drama, and this podcast, all for the love of stories. And it's nearly 25 years since we started our Doctor Who journey. Here's to another 25! In a few moments. <laughs> Was that sorry? Was that a small um, frog gargling? <laughs> a paper, a paper trumpet. Clearly. <laughs> In a few moments, Benji and I will be talking Doctor Who magazine's latest milestone. After that, it'll be time for the Good Review Guy reviewing the reviews of the Third Doctor Adventures Kaleidoscope. <laughs> I did it, you say. Can't not, can't read it without doing that. About the tinsel trousers? And then we go behind the scenes with the latest 11th Doctor Chronicles release out this Tuesday, the 6th of February, starring Jacob Dudman as the Doctor and Safia Ingar as his companion Valerie in Victory of the Doctor. Time flies when you're having fun. Following that, it's listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. What have you got to say? Well, what have we got to say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also hey! out this week <laughs> Sorry It's the been... Mandragora Helix um, Also out this week on Thursday the 8th of February The Sontarans vs. Rutan Saga Continues with Children of the Future By Tim Foley Starring Tim Trelaw as the Third Doctor Sadie Miller as Sarah Jane Smith And John Coleshaw as the Brigadier I'm Tim Trelaw I'm playing the Doctor Then it'll be time For the Randomoid Selectatron Delivering a random release With a 25% discount Dutifully attached to it By Big Finish content manager Jackie Emery I have no idea What it'll be yet But uh, Well we'll just have Nick Edited in a little clip Later on eh This is amazing And finally As always We round off the podcast With a free 15 minute drama tease And this week It's from The 11th Doctor Chronicles Victory of the Doctor Didn't you kill my mother By John Dorney Miss Lockwood It says here That among the deceased Was your mother Yeah I'm so sorry What for You didn't do it She did The issue isn't the deaths Hard disagree. They happened, that's indisputable. The question here is one of utility. Utility? That's obscene. Mm. That's, uh, must be a little re- that must be a little reference to Alexi Sale. Needed that song. Didn't you kill my brother? Oh, do you think it is? 100% yes. Oh, that's very original of John Dorney. Uh, last night I was at a BBC event celebrating the 600th edition of Doctor Who magazine I had it here hilariously they didn't have any at the event because they hadn't been delivered on time (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's great they did that thing I don't know whether you saw oh my goodness there are all these cutouts inside of you see you can stick them uh, everywhere of of warriors however you want to pronounce them and a Dalek and, and the meep yeah wow and they did that photograph thing where they put all those magazines all over the TARDIS. Yes, I, I saw that. I thought, cool, I, I pity the person who's got to go and clear it all up. <laughs> I was convinced it was Photoshop to start with until <laughs> I saw the brilliant video of Jason Quinn and Richard Atkinson uh, doing it all. 
quite incredible. So, I mean, what, what, what we all really want to know is, is uh, if you stacked up 600 Doctor Who magazines, how high would it be? Well, uh, I don't know. I wonder. Yes, please write in and tell yeah. us at podcast at bigfinish.com. Um, what does Doctor Who magazine mean to you, Benji, at this milestone edition? You know, how do you look back over Doctor Who magazine and... Um, when I think of Doctor life? Who magazine, I think of the Doctor Who cookie jar, um, which used to be in the adverts growing up. Um, no, <laughs> when I think... What? I mean, it's, you know, do- the Doctor Who magazine is one of those great things, especially, you know, it's it's been the flag the flag almost for Doctor Who since the magazine started running. And even in the time when Doctor Who wasn't on the TV... The magazine was always there and you would yeah. I remember those days so well where you know you go to the magazine to get your Doctor Who fixed to find out what on earth is going on in the Doctor Who world. Yeah. And then when Doctor Who came back, it, it took on a whole other guise of being, Well, I need to find out what is happening in Doctor Who now. Because of course I never experienced Doctor Who magazine when Doctor Who was on the television prior to the new series. Gotcha. So it's you know, for me it was very much a beacon of uh yeah, you know, a beacon of of being proud of being a Doctor Who fan. I think really the beacon, the yes. beacon is out. But you know, it was one of those things to see to see Doctor Who in the public. To go to, I used to go to a little shop. It's long gone now. It's called it was called Mister Pickwick's, and they'd have every conceivable magazine you could wish for. And wow. seeing Doctor Who in my little Bexhill newsagent got me so excited because it felt like it was still around and so you know doctor who magazine it's a wonderful outlet so many great people work there and have worked there and have contributed to it and uh, long may it continue amazing yeah i of course remember the first issue i remember the first no. issue 600 doctor- years ago <laughs> i do you know i was going to crack that joke at the event and say, well done, 600 years of Doctor Who magazine. That's amazing. <laughs> um, yes, I remember Doctor Who Weekly. I was doing my A-levels, studying for my A-levels at the time. Oh, you really? Uh, yeah. And then I remember it turning into a You can't a have been studying for, very well if you're reading Doctor Who magazine. Do you put your finger right on it, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do awfully well because I was too busy doing that and other things that we won't go into here. But, you know, I was 17 and 18 years old, so I think you can guess. Gardening, um, yeah. That's right. Gardening, painting, you know, that Reading sort of books, outrageous Reading books, going to the library, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Making small raffia attachments. Yeah, with know. a sort of base. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I haven't got much to say. I remember it turning into a monthly while I was mm-hmm. at drama school with that sort of green cover with uh, the, uh, the Gallifrey and guards on the front holding their stasers at the docks, I remember. Uh, and that's I think that's when it became Doctor Who Monthly and for y- years we all called it The Monthly and right up until relatively recently people of my generation called it The Monthly but finally it, I think um, Tom Spilsbury one of the more recent editors who did it for a record amount of time he he started calling it The Magazine and so I think we Ooh, all just copied him Upgrade Upgrade in progress Anyway that's Doctor Who Magazine um, uh, you know wow Thanks, thank you for being there. Thank you for getting us through Doctor Who magazine and, and good luck uh, for the present and future to Jason Quinn, the current editor. Right then, so time now for our good review guide, finding the latest positive comments about Big Finish Productions to help recommend them for you. And as promised, this week we're looking at the third Doctor Adventures, Kaleidoscope. My name's Kaleidoscope. 
I've traveled halfway across the universe to warn all of humanity. You stand on the brink of extinction. From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, The Third Doctor Adventures, Kaleidoscope. Sir, what do you think? About the tinsel trousers? Is he a fraud? Or might he be telling the truth? Oh, he's a fraud, no doubt about it. As for this kaleidoscope... Hmm. Doctor? This is Phantom 1-5, closing in on the target now. Phantom 1-5, do you have visual? Negative visual. Come on, ladies! Let them have it! Never mind her, this is the story of the year. They'll never let you publish it. Alistair Gordon Lethbridge-Stewart. They're inside the chest cavity. We are quiet! We emerge! What are you playing at, you fools? All of unit, in fact, will be sucked out of existence. But I've got sympathy for the devil, all right. One hates to blow one's own trooper. Oh, I should have known. Big Finish, for the love of stories. Just go to bigfinish.com and type kaleidoscope. I'll spell it because it's a crazy word, isn't it? Let's be honest. K-A-L-E-I-D-O-S-C-O-P-E or kaleidoscope. Into the search pane at the top to find this one. And now uh, you'll know how to spell kaleidoscope because, let's face it, most of us never did in the first place. That's Um, true. I mean, Heather... Heather Challens, the producer, said to me while we were doing that one, she said, well, at least now we know how to spell kaleidoscope. She said, I've never had to type it before in my life, and now I seem to be typing it every day. <laughs> life lessons there, isn't it? That's it. Yeah. See, see, we're not just pretty faces or, or wonderful sounds. We, we teach you things. Um, and that's exactly what whoreview.com has been doing with kaleidoscope uh it says here kaleidoscope is a storytelling triumph packed with storylines and characters and yet remaining easy to follow and coherent throughout the acting is on point throughout every character is well served by alan barnes's script and the story goes into some unexpected and very interesting territory were it not for a slightly less interesting second act this story could have received Five stars, but oh. as it stands, it's still one of the strongest releases Big Finisher put out this year. Highly recommended. Four point five out of five. Well, that's pretty good, but considering the second half wasn't very interesting. Uh, but I, <laughs> uh, I, when you said it's a storytelling triumph, I made a noise. I was going to say great or way or something, and I just went way. <laughs> so I'd like to apologise for that strange way. noise. Right, this one is from SonicReviewWho.wordpress.com. Here it comes. Overall. <laughs> Uh, dive, I, dive, uh, dive. <laughs> the overall alert. Overall, oh, don't say it again. I adored Kaleidoscope. It's a delightful continuation of the tr- Third Doctor Adventures trend of longer stories and yet another superb recreation of the feel and atmosphere of 70s Who. Whilst importantly giving us more fantastic adventures with the Third Doctor and Sarah, a duo of which there should be much more of. Too many ofs in that sentence, I feel. Uh, so I give you uh, 9 out of 10 for that review and luckily you give us 9 out of 10 a highlight of 2022 and an excellent way to spend a few hours thank you so much um, the, the next uh, Third Doctor Adventures is coming out next week and that <sighs> has the Doctor and Sarah in it well there we go then so everything you could possibly want 
exactly. Coltbox.co.uk might like that. Ian McArdle says, It's great that the third Doctor Adventures are stretching their format and embracing longer stories like Kaleidoscope. Uh, the February's uh, The Annihilators. Um, with Tim Trelaw's winning performance as the Doctor, Sadie Miller's remarkable Sarah, and John Coulshaw's redoubtable Brigadier, uh, long may they continue. Four out of five. Ah, great cast. Indie Mac user Jacob Licklider says, Kaleidoscope is honestly a treat from Big Finish Productions. Uh, it is not reliant on returning elements for its drama. No, that's true. Uh, setting up a scenario... <laughs> I was going to say something witty there and it completely left my head, uh, as it normally does. Setting up a scenario where Alan Barnes can take the characters where they were and elaborates on the skeleton of the season 11 character arcs, which includes some interesting character development for the Brigadier in a time which often made his character the buffoon. I'm uh, not sure about that. Uh, fans of 1970s television will get a lot of homages in the middle episodes that sadly went over my head. I'm not familiar with many of them outside of Doctor Who Twitter, occasionally referencing them. It's another shot towards showing why longer Doctor Who stories work and some of what Big Finish does at its best. Nine out of ten. I mean, you know, I've been experimenting with these longer stories. It's You don't always have to do longer stories, but it's nice to put them in the mix now and again. Yeah, keep it authentic. A bit special. Now, warpfats.com, Matthew Creasel or Cressel. Uh, says Cressel. I, I don't know why I said it we, wrong. I've, I've been saying this for weeks and years, haven't I? Really? Kaleidoscope uh, is ask. another feather in Big Finish's cap of the Doctor Adventures, one that takes the best parts of this Doctor's TV era whilst bringing a scale that it couldn't ever uh, have achieved on screen. Uh, from Cold War tensions to action sequences, intriguing characters, and well placed mm -hmm. plots, Kaleidoscope mm -hmm. is far more than just another third Doctor Adventure. It's a genuine epic of one. Epic one. On social media, glamadelaide.com.au, Rodney Havatin says this is an excellent addition to the Third Doctor range. And fans of this era will lap this one up with sheer delight. Five out of five. Concise, of straight to the point. Indeed. Uh, Doctor 909 says this is an instant classic and easily one of the top releases of this year. The story, the cast, the sound design, every element is perfect. Tim Trelaw, Sadie, John Coleshaw, Jez Fez, that must be Jed, Jez Fielder, deliver great performances and leave you one. He's not what, in it. Well, who's Jez Fez then? Okay. 909. Look up. Jez Fez. Jez Fez. Jaron Howell. Oh, yes, yes, sorry. I think it's Garan. Jez Fez uh, deliver great performances and leave you wanting more from each of their characters. The story is a constantly involving six-parter which keeps you hooked throughout with great concepts. This is a story you really don't want to miss. An instant classic and top release from the 2022 Big Finish catalogue. 9.5 out of 10. Nice. Next week, we'll be reviewing the reviews of Master Nemesis Express. Don't forget to dress for the occasion. <laughs> Coming soon, listeners' emails, Santarans vs. Rutans and the Random Boy Selectatron. But first, the 11th Doctor Chronicles. Didn't you kill my mother? Hi, I'm John Donny and I wrote, Didn't you kill my mother? Time flies when you're having fun. Is this fun? Sorry, time flies when you're having... Productive arbitration. That really isn't the saying. Well, the inspiration for this one was, in effect, the brief, because the brief had Valerie and Mrs. Hendricks and dealing with their links, and I, I was 
it, it just basically struck me as going, well, the whole story kind of has to be about them and that relationship. Otherwise, what are you going to do? So that just put me in mind of arbitration. It was because I was also sort of wondering what the doctor would do involved in that and that kind of, it all sort of fed into that. The idea of wanting to do something in a slightly odd office space. I'm Helen Goldwyn and I am the director of Didn't You Kill My Mother? Mrs Hendricks, you state that the deaths were a necessary step in the defence of the universe. Without them, every galaxy in existence would fall to the Daleks. That's correct. Well, sounds like an interesting one. Shall we kick off? Reading John Dorney's script is always a very relaxing process because he's so incredibly prolific and successful as a writer. So if I see John's name at the top of the script, I know it's going to be an easy read, it's going to be an easy record, it's going to be something completely original and unusual, uh, and it didn't disappoint. And not only was it that, but it, it's a nice small cast. It's very concise and streamlined and no wild tracks and no chopping and changing of, you know, lots of different little parts. It's just very clean the way John writes and uh, and there's always an unexpected twist. And so, uh, you know, reading it, it's always just a lovely, relaxing, enjoyable process. It's my first time writing The Eleventh Doctor. I always quite like to, you know, um, tick off the list. But there's always something a little bit simultaneously sort of exciting and terrifying about uh, the first time trying a doctor you've not written for before because you don't know how the affinity you'll have with the voice of the character and how well it'll match up there's a, even with this one there's a, a degree of difficulty in the fact that the doctor didn't know they were the doctor to start with but at the same time I still wanted to have that strong voice I mean I always feel I've got a reasonable grasp of the doctor every time I come in whichever doctor it is and it felt like it flowed relatively naturally obviously I watched all the episodes and rewatched a few of them Matt Smith's voice is so distinct in my head but then also uh, Jake's take on it is also quite distinct in there as well it's such a well-drawn character that it's not that hard to write it so we've got our regulars in Jake and Safia in this episode and of course they've got their fantastic dynamic and the energy that they generate between the two of them as both as actors and as characters and joining us today we had Homer Toddywaller who I've worked with quite a few times who I usually use as a very versatile exceptionally versatile voice actor and so he was quite pleased I think on this occasion that he only has one role and a really good role because unfortunately when you're a versatile voice actor you tend to get used in a way that is useful for the production even though you could play a lead role generally will save you for the for the multi-role track so it's a treat for for Homer and and for us to be able to hear him develop that character over the whole episode it's genuinely delightful I think the 11 Doctor Chronicles are really leaning into new voices and new people to be writing them. So I know obviously various other people you know, who've been working on the different episodes and indeed the, the, the Twelfth Doctor and Alfie bringing in loads of new voices. It's delightful to be part of that where, if anything, you're energised by new voices bringing in new angles and new ideas that hopefully give everything a really fresh feel, even if I'm not as fresh as some of the other people. My name's Jacob Dudman and I've been playing the Doctor. Since I can't get out, seems like my best course of action is to wait for my friend to find me. Your friend with no name? He's got a name and a face. That's good. I find people without them terribly off-putting. I just can't remember them right now. Oddly enough, I can't remember them either. 
But for me, that's quite the relief. It's great to be back. It always is, uh, but it's been made extra sweet by the fact that it's our last run. Not sweet because it's over, but because we're really cherishing this time that we've got. It's a little bit emotional. Uh, it's always good to be back with Helen directing and Alfie producing. We've got a brilliant script by John, and it's been really nice having the whole crew in today. It's not often that you get the luxury of having director, producer and writer all in the control room listening in to your performance and making sure that you do everything just right. I'm Safia Inga and I play Valerie Lockwood. You've tortured and you've killed. No amount of useful products will ever make that okay. You hear her right? She concedes the surge is useful. Well, that's your takeaway. You stand on your high ground and I'll watch a Dalek shoot you off it. Valerie coming up against her biggest nightmare and fear is just... I guess it's something that everyone wants, but when they're in front of it, they don't know what to do with it. And I think it can be... Again, like, Valerie could pull apart so much from this, but there's... It's so... It's it's like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly scariness. And she doesn't quite know, know what to do with it, but it's always fun. It's always fun meeting someone, meeting someone's arch nemesis again and being like, you, it's you. And then everyone's like, yeah, it's them. And the tension and the drama, it's, it's juicy, it's spicy. <laughs> oh, it's tempting, all right. But killing you would be a betrayal of everything my mum wanted me to be. Every memory of her and everything I've tried to be my entire life. Yet you persist in pointing that gun stick at me. It feels good. I suppose I can't begrudge you that. When it comes to Valerie and her mum, when it comes to closure, I don't think she will ever quite get there. I feel like she'll accept it slightly, but I don't. there will always be something in the back of her mind that always wants to figure out what could have been different. And even though the answer is there in front of her face, it's not as attainable. And everyone around you, with, with like grief with a lot of things, it's people can tell you the answer. They can be like, oh, well, this has happened. Like, this should be easier for you. And it's so much more complicated for Valerie. And I think people want her to have closure because, again, it would make things so much easier for her. And even she knows it'd be so much easier for her, but she doesn't. She kind of thrives in the chaos of it all, and in a way, she just doesn't... She doesn't want closure, like, screw closure, dash it to the winds. She wants to be angry, because it keeps her moving forward, and it keeps her honest, and it keeps her true, and it keeps her strong, as much as everyone else around her might argue. Otherwise, it keeps her grounded. Valerie is such an amazingly distinct character. I'd, I've not had a chance to listen to many of the Chronicles, mainly because by the time I was writing it, very few of them had come out, but I got to look over scripts and stuff like that. Uh, Safi is an amazing actor, really brings that character to life. There's a reason why that character has become like immensely popular in uh, the time since they've come out, because um, they're a terrific performer and the character is great. And, and to be fair, it's also very true of, of Jake, who just gives an amazing performance. It's always a real treat to know that I'm going to be working with Jake and Safia and, uh, and Alfie and uh, everyone that's involved on this project. But, you know, I've got a special place in my heart for Jake because I directed his first audios with Big Finish and he was only 19 when he started. I, I think he'd only just turned 19. And of course, now he's a, a young 
successful actor and uh, and it's been great to watch his progress and come together from time to time with Big Finish and, and just sort of catch up. It's been a real delight. Just go to bigfinish.com and type Victory of the Doctor into the search pane at the top to find this one and that is out on Tuesday the 6th of February or this February Tuesday. depending it's this Tuesday. Did I not say this Tuesday? No. Fool no, I, I am. I have to fool put it in capital letters every time. Why have I, I not? What a fool I am. Well, you know, you're just a laid-back kind of guy. Yeah, just sort of, uh, you know. <laughs> right now, it's uh, you know, it's uh, <laughs> time for uh, listeners, you know, uh, kind of emails. And if uh, you sort of want to, you know, perhaps uh, maybe, uh, you know, just uh, send an email. You can send it to. Uh, podcast at bigfinish.com yeah and first up catching up on the late great richard franklin who we sadly lost late last year this is from daniel hughes uh, subject of this one is richard franklin hi there nick and benji hi there uh, i hope you both enjoyed your christmas oh, yes it was most that. satisfactory Uh, I'm writing in to offer my condolences following the death of Richard Franklin, an underrated actor who demonstrated strength during the John Pertwee era. From his love uh, interest with Joe to betraying unit in Invasion of the Dinosaurs. Spoiler alerts! Um, (laughs) As well as teaming up with Tom Baker's Doctor through BBC Audio and the Companion Chronicles audio series through to launching the third Doctor Adventures audio series. Mm -hmm. I remember some time ago hoping that he'd be well enough to return to Big Finish. One of these stories I'd hoped would have been able to have been told was his encounter with Sarah Kingdom, which we saw in The Day of the Doctor. Sadly, we probably won't have that story unless there's an alternative way of telling the story. Yeah, well, yeah. Did you say it was one of the photographs, I think, on the wall in The Day of the Doctor where they put all sorts of crazy things Mash-ups and we'll never know. I mean, no. the beauty of Doctor Who is, you know, you never say never. There's always some some way it'll happen. an audio novel, couldn't you? An audio novel? Yeah, that could work nice. Mm-hmm. Just imagine. Oh, that was my Nick Briggs uh, <laughs> moment there. Um, one of my favourite memories of both Mike Yates and Richard Franklin comes from Day of the Daleks, one of my early Who memories. What a story. Where Yates gave Benton his marching oh, orders yeah. and stole his cheese and wine, all in the name or RHIP rank has its privileges. Yes, I remember that bit. Uh, the banter between character and the actor clearly showed. Let's keep our cheese and wine in Richard's memory. Kind regards, Daniel. Yes, I second ah. that. I, I might have some port there. Ooh. Although not today, after that uh, <laughs> Doctor Who magazine party last night. Anyway, this one is from Jay Sevin um, in praise of Noonan. Oh, here we go. Praise the Noonanator. Dear Nick and Benji, we all have our favourite doctors. William Hartnell's doctor is not in my top tier. And as a result, I have infrequently purchased Big Finish products featuring the first doctor. However, after listening to the podcast on January the 21st and hearing Stephen Noonan's wonderfully humble critique of his own performance and his enthusiastic endorsement of the story, Fugitive of the Daleks, I decided to buy it. You see, the podcast worked. Magic. Amazing. In fact... I purchased the annual bundle. Oh, yeah. I did the math, or maths, as we say in Britain. Uh, it's a really good deal. You get some stories for free. It's true, actually. It's really true. And one year's worth of big finished products 
and the hours of enjoyment that come with them is less than the cost of one cup of coffee a week at my local coffee shop. Wow. (laughs) Substituting sprouts once a week for a more expensive dinner item gets the same cost savings. There you go. (laughs) Well, there we go. That's that's all you need to hear. (laughs) I had some sprouts yesterday. Gorgeous. Uh, I'm gladly giving up the overpriced caffeine for the love of stories see what you did there jay yeah uh, fugitive of the darks is marvelous as are noonan and o'brien that's stephen noonan and maureen o'brien for those of you uh who aren't in a public school <laughs> just realized you called you called dave jay you said see what you did there jay well because at the top it says jay why does it say jay but then it's been signed off dave don't know write in and tell us Yes, sorry, Jay. I thought you were Jay, but it says you're Dave at the bottom. I haven't got to the bottom of the email. Anyway, sorry, I was just uh, trying. I was trying to make sure that we were keeping people's no, names. I, was, I no, thought I diverted a crisis, but it seems I've just caused a bigger one. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, listening to it was like a whirlwind thrall 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 thrall. I'll now use my speaking head. I get my speaking head on. Listening to it was like a whirlwind tour through Hartnell's three years. It perfectly captures the period. Yeah. The Daleks are his Daleks. I have learned that when I'm unsure about a big finished line, to at least sample it. Good advice, Dave. Stroke J. Uh, I love the Bernie Summerfield series, but for years stayed away from the early stories because of the comic book-like artwork uh, on the cover suggested to me that perhaps the stories were not of the same quality as the newer stuff. Interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, during the recent sale, I bought several of them. The writing and performances are extraordinary. Uh, these early stories are gems and just as good as Lisa Bauman's later works. There you go. Uh, they are also very affordable. Well, that's that's when there's a sale. It's a good idea, isn't it? I was mistaken for the superficial manner in which I prejudged the works based on their covers. When you love the original actors who played these characters as much as they do and love the characters as much as they clearly do, you are likely to get them right. Noonan gets Hartnell right. Thanks to Big Finish and to these actors for continuing to get right these characters that are so important to us. Dave Savinsky, otherwise known as Jay. <laughs> and finally, Jacob Allen, uh, subjects Dr. Frequency. That must have been the ITV version. Um, <laughs> hi there, Nick and Benji. Hi okay. there. Um, just wondering what the logic <laughs> is behind how many releases different Doctors get a year, particularly your recast Doctors. Almost all of them get two box sets per year, but your poor first and second Doctors only get one. Oh. What's the reasoning? Yours, <sighs> in time and space, Jacob. Well, it's a vendetta against Stephen Noonan and Michael Trump. No, it's... Uh, <laughs> So much of the pattern in which Big Finish release things is to do with a sort of tradition, how things have been laid down. Um, so, yeah, everyone was getting two releases a year and then trying out the, the new First and Second Doctor ranges with Michael Troughton and Stephen Noonan. You know, there was only space in the schedule for one for each. And it's doing quite nicely there. Um, I, you know, but if if there's a huge demand and sales keep continuing to rise as they are at the moment, then, you know, maybe we can squeeze uh, another uh, box set in for the first and second doctors. Not making any promises, but laying down the challenge to our dear listeners and particularly Jacob Allen. Thanks for, I was going to say phoning in. Thanks for phoning in, <laughs> Thanks Jacob. for phoning in. Yeah. yeah, bye. Thanks very much, Nick. Bye. Uh, that's it for the emails this week. Uh, do keep them coming in because you know what? Hey, <laughs> we love them. Hey. 
I remember there's a tease of the Eleventh Doctor Chronicles. Victor of the <laughs> Victor, Victor of the Sorry, Victory. I left the Y off there. Sorry, Victor Mel. I mean, I don't believe it. Victor believe of the, the Doctor. Doctor. Coming yeah. up at the end of the podcast. <laughs> uh, but before that, and let's hope there are no more typos, also available this week, out on Thursday the 8th of February, it's Sontarans versus Rutans, Children of the Future by Tim Foley, featuring the third Doctor team, as previously mentioned. I'm Tim Trelaw, I'm playing the Doctor. This is where Sarah and I come in, in a manner of speaking. You recall what happened here all those years ago? I'm not likely to forget. My first trip in the TARDIS... Ended in a mighty big bang. Yes. Oh, it's a wonderful script by Tim Foley. It's quite unusual. The Doctor seems to be in a very strange mood and place, which is baffling for for Sarah and for the Brigadier. And then we find out that there's the possibility that it's not the Doctor at all. I'm Sadie Miller and I play Sarah Jane Smith. Look, we don't have time for this. Yes, because that barrier's only down for a couple of minutes. I can see his little yellow roadster... I'm sure it's about to drive away at any minute. Oh, come on, Brigadier, tell me what's going on. All right, Miss Smith. Get in. We have another Sontaran story, but it's slightly different because we don't actually get to see uh, much of the Sontarans and we're getting more of uh, the Rutan side of things, which is um, interesting, especially for Sarah. Obviously, having been in the Time Warrior, we're kind of getting that connection back to the past and then bringing it into the future as well, which is really exciting. Hello there, this is John Coleshaw, and in here, in this programme, in this broadcast, I'm playing the Brigadier. You must help yourselves. You're not letting me help in the first place. Go on, back to your car and leave this operation alone. I can handle this. I always can. Maybe this way. I can save more lives. I see. Miss Smith? Right behind you, Brigadier. Fascinating to uh, revisit the Santarans with this link to um, the Time Warrior story. The old castle there, which is called Lindsay Castle. Which is a lovely link because the uh, the actor who played Links the Santaran, Kevin Lindsay, so that's a lovely link, you know. Yes, uh, bravo, Tim Foley for spotting things like that. Yeah, splendid writer, all of him. Yes, it's uh, the the Rutans as well with shape shifting. It's a real delicious sort of semi revisit to his own um, one of my favourite all time stories of the Time Warrior. Wonderful to have the Brigadier revisit. This uh, story that he had a, a bit of a connection with at the start of the Time Warrior. Always fascinating to revisit places, find out more. I think it's a, a lovely team, really. I think that they will have different uh, dynamics between them, where the Doctor and Sarah, obviously at this point, we have a little bit of, of tension, so she can kind of um, rib the brig a little bit in a different way to the Doctor, because there's still that teacher-pupil relationship between, between them. But I think this is definitely a stage where their relationships as a three are all we're laying the groundwork for it to grow on in future episodes which is um, it's interesting to explore that starting point usually with um, the third doctor you get the sense that it's a man in control it's a it's a man who's very determined and very um, is, knows what he wants but i think on this this particular occasion he's somewhat uh, he's somewhat perturbed and baffled the brigadier and and sarah jane have some wonderful scenes in this story and it, it's fabulous playing opposite um, Sadie Sadie Miller's Sarah Jane because she really just brings the 
energy and the pace and the gumption and the curiosity and that investigative verve of Sarah Jane. It, it really does spur you along. It's so wonderful and very moving to uh, to hear her playing um, her dear, wonderful mum. It's, it's very special, that. And the scenes are lovely. You know, we were sort of like thinking, you know, the Brigadier and Sarah Jane, they could, this could be their crime-fighting duo spin-off. There's a sense of Dempsey and Makepeace or the Avengers about them with, with this. And to get your fats on tar and hands on this one, just go to bigfinish.com and type Rutans, R-U-T-A-N-S, into the search pane at the top. And remember that it's released this Thursday, the 8th of February. Right now, though, it is time for... The Randomoid Selectatron, where we randomly select a big finish release and offer you a 25% discount on it. What yes, got, that's Mike? right. So we're here with uh, the novel adaptation, Seven, oh. Doctor Who, Theatre of War. Oh, let's have a look. Theatre of War. Based on the original 1994 New Adventures novel by Justin Richards. Oh, it's a novel adaptation. Ah. That's a novel adaptation, isn't it? And it's got uh, <laughs> a picture of Sophie on the... Uh, cover uh, looking like she's made of stone here is the trailer coming soon from Big Finish Productions Doctor Who Theatre of War welcome to Manaxus or as close as you'll get away from the real thing this is amazing you expect us to believe wait it's you! As usual, my reputation proceeds. Professor proceed. Summerfield! Oh. But how. Gilmanic! Four statues that look exactly like the four of us. Intriguing, isn't it? That definitely shouldn't happen. They've detected us! Weapon systems locking on. They're firing. Get us moving now! We have to save the machine! A trick! A Ripperian trick! Get me away from here! Guards! Oh, how do I get into these situations? Strap in, Benny, strap in. Now, Doctor, take the machine and go. Now, while you still can. The rest is silence. Big finish. We love stories. This was directed by Scott Handcock. And, uh, oh, and Peter Doggett mm-hmm. did the sound design. He hasn't done anything mm-hmm. for us for ages, has he? Very talented fellow. Uh, lovely. Um, oh, it's got Miles Richardson in it as well. We should probably say it's Sylvester McCoy, he- Seventh Doctor, Sophie oh, Aldridge, yes. and here's an interesting one. We were talking about Bernie Summerfield. It's Lisa yeah. Bauman as well. Yeah. It's it's as you've always said, Benji. There's something supernatural about. Ran nose, ran nose, ran. Ran's got Ran a big nose. <laughs> Don't get personal. Oh, uh, well, uh, listen. While I email Jackie Emery, contact manager at Big Finish, uh, who we're very pleased to give a shout out to. I told her about our shout out last month, and so oh. she listened last month, last week, last year, so long ago, last, last century, century. <laughs> Back in uh, Roman times, uh, I said to Jackie, for her to go, to go, to go. No, it's not going to work. No, no. Uh, it's, it's, it's worthy attempt. Work. 
step away from the attempted pun, the failed pun, uh, just to go and listen to the trailer because it had us going, hey, for Jackie Emery. And she was delighted. I didn't have the heart to mention her. We mention her every week, you know. Uh, Maybe she'll find out. Um, Anyway, yes, I'm going to inform her so so that she can put the offer live on the Big Finish. One, one. (laughs) Come on, man! For pity's sake! I'm drowning! I'm drowning! For pity's sake! The BigFinish.com website. Uh, Benji, can you explain how listeners can get this discount in the style of a Santaran? Of course I can. Of course, you know. I bet you'd love that. The classic series Santaran. I always think all you have to do is grit your teeth. You see, because you talk like this, you know, it's yes, very satisfactory. Uh, yes. yes, just go to... <laughs> I'm making myself laugh now. Just go to <laughs> bigfinish.com and head yes. to podcasts. Yes. Right. Human female. Uh, once you are there, go to click read more under the picture of myself, Links, and Nicholas Briggs. When you oh, are there, yes. it says underneath the handsome photo of ourselves, pitiful human beings, just click here and enter the code back up. That's uh, really hard to say with your teeth good. B-U-C-K-U-P. Back up. Yeah. Uh, just click that. Rude, really. Enter it. Yes, it does. It does indeed sound rude. Goodbye. <laughs> that was me when, before I went and talked into that, what I always think looks a bit like those salt gritter box things. You know when he talks what? into the telly? You know when he has that, it's like a yellow... He like talks into in Santaran experiment. He talks into like right. this yellow sort of phone. It's like a monitor, but it has like a yellow coating. And whenever I see those <laughs> yellow salt bins that they have on the street, for some reason I always think of that. I don't know why. <laughs> there's, a, there's a Santaran pressing <laughs> buttons really violently. I, w- I wished to get to get onto Zontar 9, but I seem to have got Channel 4. Um, you know, it's <laughs> very strange. Um, wow. And a load Loving of salt. Work, Ran. Yes, I, I thought so. I said, and a load of salt. Oh, yes. Yes, the roads need gritting. <laughs> like my teeth. Yes, which are uh, stuck together with super glue. Um, <laughs> right. Well, look, at this stage, it looks like next week's podcast will feature the third Doctor Six-Parter, Revolution in Space, and the ninth Doctor box set, Buried Threats. Do you know what Buried Threats sound like? It just sounds like, no. yeah, gonna get you, you smash your face in. That's what it that's sounds what it like. Is. Yeah, that, that's, the, that's whole, the whole box set. The whole it's box just set. It's just somebody doing that. Uh, but in the meantime, of course, it only remains for me to say, <laughs> no, it doesn't. It remains for me to say that this edition. <laughs> this edition. Oh, my goodness, he's taking a shower. Um, Nick will explain one day. This edition of the Big Finish <laughs> no. podcast was presented by me, Benji Clifford, and him, Nick Briggs. Nick also wrote, produced, and edited it. And of course, Benji and I did this for the love of stories. stories. <laughs> and finally, on the Big Finish podcast, the Eleventh Doctor Chronicles: Victory of the Doctor. Didn't you kill my mother? By John Dorney. Just in time, thanks. No problem, Kim. Bit of a hectic morning. You know how it is, Mondays. Yes, think I've had some of those. Never quite got on with them. Who does? I once went to a planet that was nothing but Mondays. Very grey. A 
planet. Oh, in a dream or a book or something. Sorry, speaking metaphorically, a bit distracted. There's something on my mind, but I can't quite grasp what it is. I was... Yeah? I was looking for answers. Well, good job we work in arbitration, then. That's the whole gig. Clearly, I'm in the right line of work. Well, is it the nerves? Dunno. Why? Should I be nervous? Well, room around the canteen is. You play this one right, you're up for promotion. I'm not sure I'd take it, to be honest. Being in charge, giving orders, never really been my thing. I wouldn't knock it. We all need someone to tell us what to do from time to time. What are you working on, then? Anything juicy? Something about money. Hmm. It's usually about money. So much of the world is. I'm sure I'll pick up the details as I go. You? Oh, a divorce. Middle-aged couple. Absolutely at war with each other. Should be fun. I don't know if you're supposed to enjoy it, Tim. I can keep a straight face. Look as neutral as the best of them. On the inside, though, different matter. You're saying you don't find it a little tasty from time to time? I'm not sure that's relevant. That's a yes, then. Tim. All right, all right. Still up for lunch? It does rather break up the day. See you in the canteen at one? Canteen. Right, yes. Lunch. Morning. Good morning. That's relative. Relatively good or relatively morning? The former. As I'm not entirely sure the latter makes sense. All depends on where you are. Exactly. Morning here is evening somewhere else. Nice briefcase. Thanks, it's new. Now, are you Miss Lockwood or Mrs Hendricks? I'm Mrs Hendricks. Arabella Hendricks, delighted to meet you. Charmed, I'm sure. Which must make you Miss Valerie Lockwood. That's me. Lovely to meet you both. I'm the Doctor. I'll be your presiding arbiter for this case. The Doctor? Yes. Funny name. Is it? Sorry, wait, did I say the? You did. Sorry, yes, it's Mr. Mr. Doctor. Slip of the tongue. Been a long week. It's Monday. And an even longer weekend. Pleasure to meet you, Mr. Doctor. Bet you can't guess the origin of that surname, eh? Hmm. Was one of your ancestors a doctor by any chance? Yes. Goodness, you know, you're the first person who's ever got that right. I do hope that won't impact your decision. No, absolutely not. Totally neutral party, me. Only swayed by the facts of the case. Very glad to hear it. Now, before we start, just need to be sure you both agree to the company's terms. My decision is final. Obviously. I understand the terms. Excellent. Let's see now. Lockwood versus Hendricks. Miss Lockwood... You're seeking restitution for multiple deaths caused by Mrs Hendricks, yes? Yes. And Mrs Hendricks, you state that the deaths were a necessary step in the defence of the universe. Without them, every galaxy in existence would fall to the Daleks. That's correct. Well, sounds like an interesting one. Shall we kick off? <laughs>
Lockwood, it says here that among the deceased was your mother. Yeah. I'm so sorry. What for? You didn't do it. She did. The issue isn't the deaths. Hard disagree. They happened, that's indisputable. The question here is one of utility. Utility? That's obscene. I won't deny that either. Any deaths that occurred during the development of the anti-Dalek weaponry are a tragedy. But those who died weren't murdered. Ah, oh, here it comes. The full PR whitewashing. The universe is about to go to war with the Daleks. And all of those who gave their lives were soldiers. My mum wasn't a soldier! Yes, she was. A metaphorical soldier may be, but that doesn't make it any less the case. These people gave their life for a grand cause. What else would you call them? Victims. Only if you want to diminish their sacrifice. I prefer to think of them as a front line of brave individuals whose sacrifice will never be forgotten. You killed my mum chasing profit. It had nothing to do with the Daleks. The Dorinthian Blight could have been an effective weapon against the Daleks if the testing hadn't failed. That's why my consultant brought it to me. Liar! You killed Mum for money and me for revenge. You were suffering from an incurable condition. It was the best course of action to ease your suffering. Quite frankly, you should be thanking me. I should what now? Miss Lockwood, please sit down. But she... I appreciate this is an emotive subject, but you both agreed to come here. We have to do this properly, without resorting to violence. <sighs> Thank you. Now, all of the incidents referred to here seem to involve a third party. The Time Lord. The Time Lord? Sounds like a superhero. He's very much not. He kinda is, though. He got a name, this Time Lord? Um... I can't remember. So not someone you know especially well, then? Well, he's my best mate. Whose name you can't remember? If I was in Miss Lockwood, I'd be terribly offended. Bit rude. How did someone like you get a job in arbitration? Me? I sent in a CV. Got called in. Why? Are you interested? You must have been a lot better at the interview. <laughs> yes, I must have been, mustn't I? I must have been. Mr Doctor? Oh, yes. Sorry. Well, good stuff all round. We'll pick this up this afternoon. Where are you going? Lunch. It's lunchtime. Time for... Well, you get the idea. Good book? Marvellous. And the Puce Death by Jeremy Castle. It's an Ellery quest. You read any of them? Yet to get round to them. Had a peek at an early draft once. Lucky boy. They're my favourites. Unlike these tacos. It's all they had. Well, it is Tuesday. Because associating a meal with a single day of the week makes total sense. What did Sunday lunch ever do to you? Try to strangle me? Admittedly, it was an auton duplicate. That's why I stopped buying microwave meals. Can't trust a plastic tray. This another one of your dreams? Probably. You need to stick to real life, mate. Where it is, apparently, Taco Tuesday. Funny, really. Could have sworn it was Monday. Yeah, the days all blend into one for me, too. How's your morning? Good, but a bit of a long one. I mean, it must have been, seeing as it's lunch. Obviously. Except now it feels like we'd only just got started. Flying past, is it? 
Must be going better than you think. You know, it's funny. It's not the only odd thing. I couldn't remember my interview this morning, the one to work here. I mean, I had one. Obviously, I had one. Just don't remember a thing about it. Really? Not a dicky bird. Don't remember where it was, what I was asked. Not even who I was talking to. Well, it's bound to have been the boss, isn't it? Sure, but doesn't that make it even weirder I don't recall? Don't see them all that often, but you'd think it'd stick. I wouldn't sweat it. it. Must have been a long time ago. You've been here as long as I can remember. I got a call. I think I got a call. A phone call. Well, I didn't imagine they yelled at you across the street. Only it wasn't about the job. Someone was calling for help. And not for the first time. Well, I wouldn't know about that. But we do try to help people here. Make the world a better place. I suppose so. I think I found out where they were calling from. Pretty sure it was here. Does any of this sound familiar to you? No. Should it? Dunno. I was just hoping we might have come here for the same reason. Well, we have. To sort out problems. Find solutions. That's just what I like to do. Sort out my problem. Find the solution. And I'm sure you will in the fullness of time. Mm, time. But first you'll have to deal with the problems of some other people. Like you're being paid to. Come on, no rest for the wicked. Well, you're saying we're wicked? I mean, break time's over. We can't be back already. You've barely touched your chicken tinga. Finished it ages ago. Look, clean plate. Uh, yes. So how was your pork pibble? Delightful. Then I hope our afternoon is equally enjoyable. Walk you back. Why not? This boss of ours, the one who interviewed me. The one you claim you can't remember? They'll have an office. Yes, that's where they do the interviews. If they're the boss, they'll have paperwork. Places like this love paperwork. You want to look at their admin? Why not? I need answers, and seeking answers is the whole point of arbitration. Remember? I suppose. So where's the office? If you insist. It's right here. Already? Seems a bit of a coincidence. Must be your subconscious guiding you. After all, you get that promotion, it'll be your office. Hmm. Nobody in. Oh, what a pity. Well, at least you tried. We should go back. Can't leave the clients waiting. Now don't be silly, this is the perfect opportunity. Here we are then. Locked. Doesn't matter. What's that? It's something I had in my pocket. One more thing you can't remember. I wanted to open the door, so I just reached for it, like it was an instinct. Whatever it is, it seems to have done the trick. I mean, it's not anything to write home about. Why would I write home about an office? Let's see what our mystery boss keeps in his desk. Well? Nothing. No memos, no files, not even a branded notepad. Well, if you want paperwork, you're looking in the wrong place. Hey? Filing cabinet. Oh, good spot. Hello, paperwork. 
What does it say? Choose. Just the word choose over and over. Same in this one. Hmm. And this one. Ah! Oh! It's the phone. Wait. It's the boss's phone. I don't think we should get that. Could be urgent. Hello? Nothing we do seems to hold them back for long. Who was it? Don't know. It sounded familiar. And possibly like he was in trouble. And he might not be the only one if we hang around. These problems won't arbitrate themselves. No. You're right. We should... What is it? Choose. Choose what? Ah, you're both back. Good to see. He says as if we have a choice. Sorry? We couldn't leave. Couldn't bring yourself to go with things still up in the air, eh? No, she means we literally couldn't leave. There's no exit. Of course there's an exit. Take the lift to the ground floor. There aren't any lifts. <laughs> yes, there are. I came up in one this morning. Well, they aren't there now. Miss Lockwood, I promise if you... If they were there, I wouldn't still be hanging around with her. Still, as much as I'd rather be anywhere else with anyone else... Now there, we do have common ground. Progress. Uh-huh. Since I can't get out, seems like my best course of action is to wait for my friend to find me. Your friend with no name? He's got a name. And a face. That's good. I find people without them terribly off-putting. I just can't remember them right now. Oddly enough, I can't remember them either. But for me, that's quite the relief. The less I can recall about that tiresome meddler, the better. She's only upset because we got the better of her. Yes. Congratulations on helping the Daleks conquer the universe. Ah, now I think we're coming to the root of the dispute. Would you like the universe to die screaming, Valerie? No, no, no. I'm not some secret agent for a bunch of killer aliens. Then why do you keep trying to help them? I'm not. I've never even met a Dalek. Every weapon we make to fight, there you are, you and your Time Lord friend, trying to stop us. If I can just jump in here, your file refers to two proposed anti-Dalek systems. Yes, here they are. The Dorinthian Blight and the Surge. Yes, we deemed them to be the most viable solutions. Perhaps you could briefly run us through how those work? You say they're anti-Dalek, however, since Miss Lockwood has already asserted that at least one of them isn't, be good to know the particulars. Oh, certainly. Big finish for the love of stories.